you to join us for a half hour of inspiration, sharing, and teaching in a new program of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This comes as an outreach of the Logos Ministry for Orthodox Renewal, headquartered in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The founder of this ministry of faith is Father Eusebius Stefanu, Greek Orthodox priest, author, and evangelist, who's been called by God out of pastoral and professorial posts to proclaim the end-time message of salvation, healing, and deliverance in Jesus Christ. Father Stefanu comes to share a message of love and hope with both those who've never known Christ and those who are already members of the church but have never experienced the fullness of God's redeeming grace and healing power. At the close of the program, we will give you the address where you can write our evangelist. And now, our speaker and host, Father Eusebius Stefanu. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to another program on Orthodox Christian Renewal. It's time for fellowship again. And I want to ask you to come and join me as I come into the presence of God. This is what this program wants to do. It wants to help you sense and experience the reality of God. It's time for another blessing, dear friend. I just want to tell you that God loves you. He cares for you today, and he wants to meet that need you have. The answer to your need is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. So, dear friend, open your heart to the Lord today. He doesn't offer you some kind of an abstract answer, no moral code or some kind of a system of uh, ethical behavior, but he himself is the answer to your need. In other words, Jesus Christ himself. I am so excited about this new television program on Orthodox Christian Renewal. And I want to thank all of you for your prayers and offerings that are making this broadcast possible. Your letters have been very encouraging to me and very reassuring. It's really a tremendous opportunity to share in a vital outreach to bring souls to Jesus Christ. And it doesn't make any difference of what ethnic background you are. You may be of Greek background, of Serbian, Romanian, Ukrainian, Russian, Albanian. What really counts is that you're part of the body of Christ, of the church of Jesus Christ. I'm, of course, proud of my own ethnic background. I'm of Greek origin. But above all, dear friend, I'm, I rejoice that I'm a child of God and that I belong to God's commonwealth where there are no ethnic distinctions. In other words, I rejoice that, that I belong to the kingdom of God. And this is what really is important. God is... No respecter of persons. Now, as soon as you write me, and I hope you will drop me a line, I'd like to send you a copy of my magazine, The Logos. And in fact, I would be very glad to uh, put you on my mailing list so you could receive it regularly. So why don't you take pencil and paper, and at the close of the program, just jot down 
my address. In fact, I'd like to send you a price catalog of all the publications that we have and the books that I have written. Well, again, I say it's a joy to come into your home and it excites me to share with you, dear friend, the Word of God. We're going to have informal fellowship. I'm not going to make any kind of a formal discourse, give you any kind of a formal uh, message, but we're just going to chat together and we're going to share in, in a casual uh, fellowship. And I just want to say how glad I am that the Lord has ignited a fire in my heart and a real passionate desire to minister God's Word to His people inside the church and to those outside the church who do not know God's plan for salvation, who do not know His love, who don't know His caring mercy and compassion. This is, what, this is the purpose of this program. This is why the Lord has led me into this TV ministry. It's really an extension of my itinerant ministry that takes me all over the country from coast to coast. And I just praise God for the doors of utterance that he's been opening to me to proclaim his living word wherever, wherever the opportunity arises. And since Jesus filled me with his Holy Spirit in 1972, I have been consumed with an overwhelming desire to tell the world about the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Because, dear friend, there are people even in church today that don't know the good news of salvation, even though they've been going to church for years and yet they've been deprived of that joy, of that blessing, of accepting the message of the gospel. Now, God has quickened to my heart a certain scripture, and I want to turn to it right now. Let me take my Bible, and I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians Chapter 9, verse 16. I'll start there today because this scripture, I think, expresses exactly the conviction that's in my heart concerning uh, reaching out and proclaiming God's word. This is my calling, and I, I feel very strongly that God has called me to this special ministry in these last days, especially now, just prior to the return of Jesus Christ. I think it's so urgent that we get the essential message of the gospel out to our people in the churches and, of course, to those outside of the churches. Because if I'm going to be a, a true Orthodox priest, an authentic Orthodox, I've got to I've got to manifest that compassion for the world. This is what orthodoxy really is all about. It's letting the love and compassion of Jesus Christ come through us. All right, now, let me read from chapter 9, verse 16 in 1 Corinthians. For though I preach the gospel 
I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Now, this is what I like to emphasize is when Paul says, Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And I just feel the same way, that I have to be careful, that God is telling me, Eusebio Stefano, woe is unto you if you do not preach the gospel, because someday I am going to give an answer to God, not on how well I performed my services in church, but how zealously I ministered the word of God. And I'm going to be judged by God. Not how well I performed my funerals and how well I performed my baptisms, but how zealously and how devotedly I gave myself to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is of ultimate importance. God is telling me, Eusebio Stefano, are you preaching the gospel? And when I stand in front of the Lord someday, he's going to judge me on this basis. So this is why the Lord put an extra fire into me, into my heart, uh, and the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit that motivates me, especially in the last six, seven years. And it's just a, a push inside of me that just motivates me and urges me to step out in faith and to reach out to bring souls to the living Christ. And you know, dear friend, we priests uh, don't have, you know, a particular, any particular reputation for preaching. We're not the greatest preachers. And we're not all that, you know, renowned for evangelism. I think we have the reputation of being the very opposite, that we are somewhat, uh, somewhat uh, negligent in evangelism, and we're kind of, you know, heavy on ritual and on the services. Now, I know what St. Paul meant when he also said, and I want to read in First uh, Corinthians 1, 17, St. Paul here speaks again about the urgency of preaching the gospel. And I think that this is what the essence of orthodoxy is. It's the, the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. St. Paul says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. In other words, for the Apostle Paul, this is what had top priority. It was the preaching of the gospel. And since the Orthodox Church is the apostolic church, then we who are in the church, especially I as a priest, must give top priority 
to being apostolic in proclaiming that apostolic message, that kerygma, the kerygma of salvation. And this is really what uh, requires, it requires to have an inner fire. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to muster much ambition to uh, perform a funeral or to hold uh, a service in church. Really, it doesn't take all that kind of ambition and zeal. But I find in my ministry that what requires really giving of myself, that requires extra zeal and enthusiasm, is to minister the Word of God, to communicate God's love through the gospel to the world. Now when, now I want to show you, uh, give you another illustration of how the church has always placed importance on preaching the word. In the apostolic church, in the apostolic church, you know the Christians held their communion with their meals, with their dinners. In other words, their meals were actual reenactment. It was a reenactment of the Lord's Supper, just as the Lord had offered bread and wine to his apostles at the time of the meal. So in like manner, the early Christians also held their communion in conjunction with their meals. And apparently it was the job of the apostles to set the table and to take care of the meals and to see that everyone was served. Well, one day the apostles caught themselves taking up too much time setting the table and preparing the meals. And they suddenly discovered one day that they were giving too much of their time to this and neglecting the word of God. And this is what I'd like to point out. I think it's very, very significant. And so we read in uh, the book of Acts, this uh, particular scripture, chapter 6 in Acts, where the twelve disciples called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not right that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. They were disturbed about this. Time was precious for them. And they could not afford to give more time than necessary to the dinner table. The word of God was of utmost importance. So they decided to appoint seven men whom they called deacons. And to these seven men, they assigned the task of setting the tables. And uh, in verse 4 of chapter 6, finally the apostles said, We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. You see what it means to be apostolic? You, you see what it means to follow in the footsteps of the apostles? It means to be devoted to prayer and to the ministry of the word. To what degree? Remember, it says, continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So if I'm going to be effective in my ministry, if I'm going to be true to my apostolic commission, 
then I have to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of the word. I have to study the word of God and also to preach it and to minister to God's word, to minister God's word to his people. Because God's people need to be fed on God's word. I mean, this is why the apostles arranged so that the tables would be given over to the deacons so that they could give all of their time, you see, to, to preaching and to prayer. Because how can they hear if a preacher is not sent? Remember where the, the Apostle Paul says, how can the people believe? And how can they hear if a preacher is not sent? So, our Lord Jesus Christ commissioned his apostles and he commissions the church and he commissions the ordained uh, ministers and priests to preach the word in order to provide spiritual nourishment to God's people. Dear friend, you need feeding. You need to be fed. Because just as your body grows by assimilating physical nutriment from the physical environment, so in like manner, your soul grows. How? By absorbing spiritual nourishment from the Holy Spirit, man's creative and sustaining grace uh, and source. The Spirit is, is the source of your sustenance. And when I say the Holy Spirit, of course, I mean the Holy Spirit that is released in God's Word. This, this is the power that's hidden in the Word of God and it's released when the Word of God is proclaimed and the Holy Spirit feeds you and nourishes you. Now without the Word of God, dear friend, there is no spiritual life. I mean, you, could, you cannot survive without God's Word simply because you're not only body, but you're also soul and your spirit. This is why the Lord Jesus Christ said at one point, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of the Lord. You've got to live on the word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may be living physically, but spiritually you can be dead. This is what happened to Adam. As soon as he fell into disobedience, he was separated from God's spirit. He died spiritually. And then later, subsequently, he died physically. Dear friend, just think of the time you put into buying, preparing, and eating of food on the table for yourself and for your family. Think of the time and energy you expend for a, for a body, for this vessel of clay that one day will end up in the ground to become food for worms. Let me tell you, don't make eating an end in itself. Many people let, let their life consist simply of, you know, grocery shopping, eating, cooking, working, and sleeping. Sometimes this can take up your whole life. As we enjoy the material fruits of the earth, we need to remember that we sustain our physical life in order that we might reach that higher end, that higher purpose, to share in God's spiritual and moral nature, to have the image of Christ reproduced in you and me. God did not create us to end up in the ground, but that we might share in his eternal divine life. 
When you begin to feed on God's word, you start sharing in his divine life. You start sharing in his power. You start sharing in the victory of Jesus Christ. And you become an overcomer over every adversity. And I just want to tell you, friend, today, learn to invest more time and energy to find that spiritual bread that will sustain you not only in this, for this worldly existence, but also for that eternal life which lies beyond the grave. Remember when Jesus said one day, labor not for the food that perishes, but for that food which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. Now, of course, I know that in the Orthodox Church, we also teach that Holy Communion is the nourishment for the soul and for the spirit, because it is the body and blood of the crucified and risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And someday I would like to dwell on this at greater length. But remember that the Holy Communion is not anything magical, and it requires faith. This is why when the priest offers the communion and he invites the people in church, he says, Come, draw near with faith, fear of God, and with love. So, dear friend, you need a greater measure of faith today. You need your faith fired up for Jesus. You don't feel Jesus Christ close to you and real in your life, even though perhaps you might go to church, even though you might consider yourself a Christian. And yet, really, there's nothing inside of you. There, there's no spiritual vitality. You're not really spiritual, vibrant. You might be very, very dead inside spiritually, dead to God, in other words. So you're saying, Father, Eusebius Stefano, I need stronger faith. How do I increase my faith, Father? You might ask me that question. And the answer, my dear friend, is very simple. It's right in the Bible. The Apostle Paul gives us that answer in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. He says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now here again, you see, is the importance of the word of God. You see the importance again of scripture, the importance of the gospel. Faith doesn't come with mere persuasion, nor can it be legislated or imposed upon you by any priest or pastor. I can't simply exhort you. I can't simply say, well, you've got to have faith. Come on, let's have faith. It just doesn't come that way. You need to hear more of God's Word. You need to expose yourself to God's Word, your ears, your eyes, and to guard your ears against faith-destroying voices on the radio, on TV, or to protect your ears from faith-destroying influences, even from friends and from relatives. Sometimes our friends and relatives speak to us words that really tear down our faith instead of building it up. You know, from all my travels throughout the country, I begin to realize that there are more and more Orthodox Christians that are hungry 
for the word of God. There's a, there's a tremendous hunger among our Orthodox Christians. And we need to, to, to turn to Christ to, to really find the bread of life. I mean, it's, it's tragic to, to stay hungry when all the while Jesus Christ is there available to us. And in the Orthodox Church, we have the whole loaf, as it were, the Lord Jesus Christ, who says, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth in me shall never thirst. Dear friend, that's what orthodoxy is all about. To have and to enjoy the whole loaf. Don't live on crumbs. Take the full gospel, the fullest of the Holy Spirit, the fullest of your spiritual inheritance. It's the word of God that makes even the communion sacrament relevant and meaningful and efficacious. It's the word of God that enables you to worship at the divine liturgy in spirit and in truth, as Jesus Christ says. Without God's word, the communion and the sacraments deteriorate into mere religious routine. So, the Eucharist is simply the declaration of the Lord's death, besides, we must remember that. So, dear friend, dear friend out there, whoever you may be, I want to help you fill that emptiness that is in your heart. I want to ask you to come with me as we turn to Jesus, there is a deep hunger that is gnawing at your soul today. Remember, he is the one you need today. He died on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago for the whole man, for the body, soul, and spirit. Invite Jesus to come into your heart right now as your personal Savior and feed on the bread of life. You don't have to live with that burden another minute. Jesus loves you. Turn it over to him. He wants to set you free from worry, fear and anxiety that vex your life. You're a child of God, so why do you live like an orphan? You have a father that loves you. Jesus calls healing the children's bread. That's inner healing and it's also physical healing. This is a special moment right now. You and I are in his presence and I want to ask you to yield to his Holy Spirit as we seek the Lord together. Take your blessing right now. I'm going to pray for you. Jesus will minister to you. As you are sitting there in front of your TV set, bow your head and open your heart as I pray. You're going to receive the touch of God's Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would touch the life of that man and woman out there that hungers for the bread of life. Jesus Christ, send your word to that hungry soul and diseased body. Heal and feed that needy and hungry man and woman. I speak healing to them now. Let your word, Jesus, dwell richly in that person and let that seed of the word now release quickening power for every spiritual and physical need. For I ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for having joined Father Stefano in this new broadcast of Inspiration and Faith.